Amen. God is good. You may be seated if you can. Hallelujah. That's, that is, if we can get a hold of that, that we don't have to be a slave to fear, but this world walks around in fear. We speak fear. We live fear. And we got to get to the place where we uh, understand that, we, that, that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. Amen. And we can walk in that. We don't have to walk in fear. We can be concerned. We can be, there is reason for concern. You know, there's reason for wisdom to understand all that. But, there, but we got to be able to be, stand up above that and walk and say, God, I stand on who you are and who you say I am. Amen, amen. I'm going to talk today for something, a few minutes about something a lot of, a lot of pastors don't talk about a whole lot. But it's, it, the title of my message is called, I Will Do It. I Will Do It. Because uh, if I just said something about obedience, and a lot, some people might be like, I don't, you know, so I don't, you know, I'm obedient. But the problem is, we all say we're obedient, but we're not. We like to, we like to think we, we're doing all what God says us to do. But if we sat down one-on-one -on -one and started talking for a few minutes about, are you really being obedient in what God's called you to do? Whatever it is. I'm not talking about anything specific. Just overall. Reading your Bible, praying, commitment, all this kind of stuff. We would find, oh, we all, 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 including myself, have work to do. And so, you know, as a kid, whenever you were, if you were a parent, you looked at your kid, and your, your kid's favorite word, you know, in, in most cases is the word why. Right? You know, you ever heard of that, parents? You know? You can't go to your friend's house. Why? You know? You can't, you can't buy that car. Well, why? You have to love your sister. Why? You know? You can't be out past 1030. Well, why? You know, you can't go on a date with him. Why? You know, and then your parent tries to answer a little bit. You can't date him. Why? Because it's just not a good decision. Well, why? That's not a good, that's, he's not a good influence. Well, why? I just don't think it's a good idea. Why? You're going to have to cancel that date. Why? And then you done had it. And then you say the thing that you said you never say. Because I said so. You know, I tried, I tried, I was calm, I would try to explain, but that wasn't good enough for you, was it? I got you, I, I have some wisdom. See, the thing is, is kids today, is that they, they, they're doing stuff in, in elementary school that I did in college, <laughs> you know? So the thing is, is they, they are very, have lots of knowledge, and they're smarter than I, I'll give it to them. Some of them are so much smarter than me. You know, somebody the other day said, you know, hey, you know, I didn't make, they said, I'm on, I made an honor, I didn't even make a B. I said, I didn't even make a B either. <laughs> but I wasn't on honor roll. <laughs> so, but, but the thing is, 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 is that, but the thing is, what they don't understand is with, but with wisdom. You may have knowledge, but you don't have the wisdom I do. You know, wisdom, wisdom goes a long way, especially godly wisdom. Godly wisdom trumps everything. Godly wisdom will make you do stuff that you, you feel like you shouldn't even do. But you feel by the Spirit of God that this is what I'm called to do or I'm supposed to do. And you do that. You know, and, and we look at our kids and say, listen, you've got to trust me. I, I have wisdom. I know. I've been through this. You know, I, 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 I talk to teenagers all the time. And, and the last youth, when I was a youth pastor, the last youth group I was at, there was some, a lot of situations. And they're like, but Pastor, you just don't understand. I said, listen, I, the la I said when I was at White Oak, I had over 200 teenagers. I dealt with, with relationships every single day. Every day I got a phone call about relationships pretty much. And I said, I've seen it all. I know everything about relationships when it comes to teenagers especially. 
And I think that's really helped me in marriage counseling a lot to whenever I do marriage counseling because I had so much, you know, help. And with all these kids, you know, we talked about all this kind of stuff. And I said, but, but the thing is, is you don't understand. I, I have all this experience in that. And we look at our kids and we say, we got experience. I've got experience in this. I know what I'm, I'm talking about. I feel the Spirit of God telling me they don't understand the anointing and the power of a parent and the authority the parent carries, you know. And so they don't understand why. But, but my, I don't understand. But you don't need to understand why. You just got to trust me. Now, we are very confident in that. Everybody in here would say, amen. Right? Everybody say it. Amen. All right. But, but how come we won't listen to our father? He knows. He's got wisdom we don't. He sees things we don't. As a matter of fact, not only does he have that wisdom, he knows. He's omniscient. He actually knows. It's not, I think, I've been through this before. I've experienced. No, he knows. He, he has the answer. And we still don't trust him enough to answer him. But we want our kids to, to obey us, but we don't want to obey the Father. And we got to get to the place where we're ready to surrender all and say whatever it takes to do that. And, 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 and a lot of times we can look at God and, and know that he's actually saying himself because I said so. Okay? Um, you know, we, we, we uh, want to be obedient, but I want to read my scripture real fast before I go any further. Psalms 119 and 60. I've got a lot more scriptures, but this, this one is going to be the base one. Is I will, I will hurry without delay to, to obey your commands. I picked that one out specifically. I, I will hurry. To, to, without delay to obey your commands. You ever, you ever had, had your child or somebody that you worked with or whatever, and they did it, but they did it in their own time when you need it done now? Well, I did what you said three days later, you know? And so God tells us to do stuff, and we decide in our own timing when to do things. When we don't understand, there's attachment to the time to a blessing. So whenever we do things in his time and the blessing comes a whole lot sooner, but when we delay, the blessing is delayed. Obey means to hear, to trust, to submit, to surrender willingly to God and to his word. And I know God feels the same way as we do, as the parents does. You know, I told you, you just got to trust me. We have knowledge, but with, uh, with us, we have knowledge and we even have wisdom, but we don't have all wisdom like God does. And we have to just trust him. So God, we, we have to ask God all the time, you know, well, why should I forgive that person after what they did to me? Because I said so. Why should I tithe? Because I said so. Why should I be faithful to my family? Because I said so. You know, uh, why should I share my faith? Because I said so. Why should I go to church? Because I said so. Why should I resolve conflict biblically? Because I said so now you understand a while ago whenever i was talking about parents i said because i said so because there's no power and authority in that i but there i just said because i said so you notice that because he is a great i am and when he speaks there's power and authority in it and we got to understand that because it's, it's it's about it's all about who said so it's not about whatever it's about who said so well you ever you ever looked at this because I, i've had it before too um somebody comes into church and they'll say well so-and-so said to do that i said who said that and if it wasn't someone in authority of a position i'm like, okay well then I'll, I'll decide you know what I'm saying? just because someone's just because someone says so that don't mean nothing to me who said that god has authority Amen. jesus has authority and as we've been learning the last several weeks holy spirit has authority Amen. holy spirit is here on this earth with us 
Yes, Jesus is in your heart. He's in your heart through Holy Spirit. He is sitting today at the right hand of the Father. So the only one we have, our helper, as we talked about for the last several weeks, is here. So I want to talk to you today about one of the greatest, most, most powerful to us, because of if we put ourselves in, the, in his shoes, the greatest acts of, of obedience, and that was Paul. When he had to make a very difficult decision, and I want to read um, Acts chapter 20, verses 17 through 24 in the New Living Translation. But when we landed at Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. When they arrived, he declared, you know that from the day I set foot on the providence of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly with many tears, and I have endured many trials that have come to me from the plot of the Jews. You know, Paul's saying, look, it's, it, this was hard, man. I have cried. I'm a man, and I shed tears. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't a hammock in the, in the shade. It's been tough. I've been beaten and whipped and, and left for dead and shipwrecked and, 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 and thrown in jail and, and, and prison shackles and chains. Man, it's been rough. But then he says in verse 20, But I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. He didn't, you know, he didn't say, I told you what you wanted to hear. He said, I told you what you needed to hear. See, people come to church a lot of times and want the pastor to tell them what they want to hear. Not what they need to hear. Now, you, you, you come to me a lot of times, and people get upset sometimes about what I say. I'm not responsible for that. I come up here, and I'm sharing the Word of God, and God has inspired me, and I'm preaching what God shared me the Word. So the, the issue you have is not with Pastor Doug, it's with God. You know, unless you just feel I'm out, I'm out in the flesh, and I just went on a tangent somewhere, that's a different story. But I, I, I'm too scared, and I honor God and, I, and too, too much for me to just go on my own tangent to say something from the pulpit like that. So we got to be careful because we need to know the truth. And pastor, I want to know the truth. I love the truth. And, and if somebody can tell me the truth about something, sometimes it hurts. But I need to know the truth. Because the truth will what? Set you free. It's not always easy. You know, sometimes it's all high-flying, high-fives, and that was great. And then sometimes it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm just, you know, this, whatever it may be. You'll get different things from different people at different times you know, in your life, at work. You know, whatever it may be when you're trying to speak, especially if you're a leader trying to speak truth. Um, verse 21, I've had um, one message for the Jews and Greeks alike. The, nece ne the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and having faith in our Lord Jesus. Number verse 22. And now I am, I am bound by the spiritual to go to Jerusalem. Now, I, or King James says, I must needs go through um, Jerusalem and Samaria. I don't, I don't know what awaits me. Except that the Holy Spirit tells me in the city after city that jail and suffering lies ahead. I want to read that last part again, verse 23. Except that the Holy Spirit tells me that in city after city that jail and suffering lies ahead. How many of us in this room would go somewhere where God says, you're going to go, you're just where you're supposed to go. But jail and suffering lies ahead of you. You know, Paul, Paul didn't say, you know, after thinking about this, thou shalt not go because thou shalt have suffering and paineth, so I goeth there notest. <laughs> because I am scaredeth of paineth. No, he didn't. No, he didn't say that at all. What did he say? Verse 24, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. 
The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. What a wonderful, powerful statement. Even if it costs my life. Even though I know I'm going to have pain. But see, we, but, but, but the, a lot of Christians today, man, they, we want to live this Christian life with no pain. We don't want nobody to hurt our feelings. We don't want nobody to say anything. We don't want, nobody, we don't want no correction. All we want to do is just live this happy, glorious, little, little happy life and don't want nobody, me to go through any kind of situation. But those, that, that pain, that turmoil, those trials, those tribulations presses and crushes you. Like we talk about often, like the olive, that's where the anointing comes from. That's where God never wastes your pain. You'll never go through a painful season that God will not reward you for. Every bit of pain you ever have will always be followed by an increase of God's blessing and anointing on your life. Obedience is a choice. 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23. But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than a sacrifice. And submission is, a offering, uh, uh, is better than offering of fat rams, fat of rams. So he's saying right there, said, all your sacrifice, you're coming doing all this sacrificing and doing all this stuff. It means nothing if you're not obedient to God. Listen to this next one. This really hurts a lot of people's feelings when we read it. Rebellion is as, as sinful as witchcraft. And stubborn, well, I'm not rebellious, Pastor. I'm just stubborn, okay? Well, stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. So before you have rejected the command of the Lord, you have, you have rejected, um, he has rejected you as king. See, through Adam's disobedience, sin came into the world. And through Christ's obedience to God, salvation came to the world. So I want to tell you four quick truths. <clears throat> Number one, I will trust even when I don't know what will happen. That's faith. We have to have faith. We have to trust God and say, God, I know I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to trust you and just do what you call me to do, and I'm just going to have faith in that. I'm going to have faith, the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. I don't see it, but I know this is where I'm at, and this is what I'm going to do is follow you and have faith. Abraham, when he was walking up, taking his son up to, to Isaac to, to, to have to try to kill him, he had faith that God would somehow work that out. He, he, he was thinking, you know what? Either when I get up there, God's going to provide, or I'm going to kill him and God's going to raise him from the dead. So God's, going, God's got this. Naaman was told by Elisha to go dip in the, in the river seven times. Was it about the river? Because you know what? You know, Naaman said, when, when Naaman was fussing with his, his servants and, and said, I don't want to, that's a dirty river. That's an old nasty, dirty river. You know, and his, and his servants were like, if he asked you to dip in clean water, will you do it? Oh, absolutely, he said. So what's, why you just, it's all about obedience. It wasn't about the river. It wasn't about the amount of times that he had to do it. It was about being obedient. If he would have went to that river and did six times, he would not have got healed. He would not have got healed. You have to complete what God says. You can't be a partial um, um, obedience person. Number two, I will follow even when things don't go my way. That's trust. And when we go in this life, you're going to, if you're following God with all your heart, there's going to be times that you are following God and it's just not going the way that you thought it would go. And you want it to go your way. And you're like, you know what? God, this is, that's not really what I thought was going to happen. But we say we trust God, but then when it don't go our way, that's when we delay our obedience. That's when we kind of 
wait a little while. That's when we decide I'm just going to wait a minute and not, not act on that yet. Life won't always go your way. God's plans won't always be in your plans. We have to remember that we are children listening to God the Father, and we have to obey what he says. Number three, I will sacrifice even though it hurts. Commitment. Through, through your, your commitment to God, you'll be hurt. You'll be in pain. You may even have physical pain at times. You know, but the thing is, is you've got to say, I will sacrifice and I will keep pushing no matter what happens and, and what, what kind of um, hurt comes to me. I'm committed to the goal. Paul laid it on, on the line when he knew that, that it, it would hurt. He said, you know what? Even though there's suffering, even though there's pain and shackles and jail, I know I got to commit to this. There was a missionary one time that was attacked, beaten, hung upside down, and holes drilled in his hands in a story I read, and he still, after that, went out and served God, even though he knows that or worse could have happened again, because he was committed to what he was doing. There was a, somebody in Asia I read about that, that, that uh, they were worshiping God, and they're, you know, the underground, and somebody heard them worshiping God, and they cut their tongue out, and they still, they cut their tongue out, and they threw their head back, threw their hands up, and they couldn't pronounce syllables, but they, ju they, just, they just made a groan and just worshiped God anyway. That is commitment and when someone says that we're worshiping too too much or we're doing this right here or you're praising god too much or you're you're you're, you're, you're t we, we get it we okay then i'll just shut up i won't i'll just be quiet we're scared of the commitment number four i will finish because G jesus christ has finished dedication he showed us how much he loved us matter matter of fact he just didn't finish he said it is finished See, partial obedience is still disobedience. If I tell my daughter, Sydney, go clean your room, and she cleans half her room pristine, and the other half is still nasty, that's not, clean, that's not what I said to do. But look how pretty this side is. It doesn't matter. Partial disobedience is full disobedience. God didn't cause, cause me to 90% obey. He calls me to 100% obey. And we have to obey God in all things. Our, our desire is, a, is to produce lifelong followers of Christ and to connect them to the kingdom. And we have to teach and preach the truth of everything. And we have to know that we can't almost serve Him. I want to be a finisher. I put this on some social media the other day and, and got a lot of response from it in different areas. But, but um, almost, make it, almost make it into heaven is still hell. Almost obeying God is still disobedience. Almost trusting Him is still not trusting Him. Almost completing a task is still failing. Almost deciding to serve is still not serving. See, nobody gets a goal for almost finishing a race. Nobody gets a, a, a trophy or, or, or award for that. Well, you almost finished. Here, have a trophy. You know, nobody does that. You want to go across strong and you want to heal. Here, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Faithful means you obeyed. Paul says, I love this. Um, Paul was saying in, in, in overview that I didn't start to quit. I started to finish. And that's what we got to do in this race. We've got to start to finish. We got to start. When we start, we got to say, my goal, I'm, I'm not stopping. 
And I don't care if I fall. I don't care what happens. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to love God. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do the Great Commission. I'm going to serve in the church. I'm going to serve in the community. I'm going to love my, my man, but I'm going to forgive. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, even though I've been hurt, and I've, all this has been on, I'm going to forgive, and I'm going to move forward. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I will finish. One of the greatest speeches outside of the Word of God was Rocky Balboa. And his speech to his son. He said, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, you will get beat down to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving. That's how wounding is done. That's the greatest speech ever. Man, that, is, that, that should be in the Bible. It's so, so inspired. I mean, that's, that's powerful. Rocky chapter 1, verse 1. Only has one verse in it, and that's it. That is just, but it's just so powerful. Y'all know I'm a Rocky fan, man. I love an underdog, man. I look at myself as an underdog a lot of times, and I, just, I, re, I, resent, I love Rocky because he just shows me, man, you keep digging, keep pushing, man. You can make it, you know. And then once you make it, then you learn not to do what he did, you know. But I'm, I'm, I'm committed. I'm committed to finish, regardless of what other people say or what other people do, regardless of hard times, regardless of inflation, regardless of, of whatever the gas prices. I will finish. I will do what God's called me to do. I understand that you, that you have hard times in committing to finish sometimes because maybe your spouse questions your commitment. Finish. Your coworkers don't understand. Finish. You know, uh, your friends may mock you. Finish. You may encounter difficulties. Finish. People and friends will backstab you and betray you. Finish. People in your life will leave you. Finish. You may not feel loved. Finished. You, will, you may find yourself alone at times. Finish. It's going to get tough. Finish. It may cost you everything. Finish. Finish in honesty, trust, integrity, honor, re reading your Bible and praying. But most of all, finish in obedience because obedience is what's going to take to get all those other things done. You, God promises that if we obey Him, blessings will follow. Just look at the different verses that, that show a connection between God and the, and the blessings of obedience in Joshua 1 and 8. I've got three verses to show you here. Joshua 1 and 8. Study this book of instruction continually meditate on it day and night now it don't sit there and mean you're at work all day long doing this right here it means if you you read it in the morning or read it at night study it at lunchtime whatever then meditate it think about it through the day pray about it through the day let it help you through the day think about it meditate on it it says so you do that so you're sure to obey everything that's written in it you can't obey something that you don't know if you don't know what's in here how you know to obey it that's why people don't want to read the Bible. Because once you read it, you're held accountable for it. You'll stand before God and you can't say, I didn't know. Well, did you not read that? Did Pastor Doug not tell you that on that Sunday? You, so since you know it, you're accountable. Isaiah 1.19. If you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. Even if inflation goes up and food prices go up and bacon goes up. I still order double bacon sometimes. I don't care how much it costs. But so it says, if you obey me, you'll have food, you'll have food to eat. We, if we obey God, we're going to have that. Listen, here's a great one. John 14, 21. 
those who accept my commandments and obey them as the ones who love me and because they love me my father will love them and I will love them and I will reveal myself to them if you want God to reveal himself to you obey his word finish the race complete the task not because of your strength but because of his grace I will finish because he finished Jesus didn't almost die on the cross if he almost died from the cross it wouldn't have worked if he almost would have ran raised from the grave it wouldn't have worked he had to go through that the burial resurrection and ascension Jesus didn't get to the right to the edge and change his mind he was obedient even unto death and I want to help you I want you to be obedient I want to help you when you're going through troubles and pains and trials and tribulations. I want, I want to be there for you and help you. And when you're struggling with obedience, let me help you do that. Read the Bible, pray about it, fast about it. Because we have to obey the Father. And when God speaks to you, you have to do it. Because that's what God says. And when He says it, it is so. Because He is the I Am. And if you want to live long and prosper, you know, and, and, and you want to have a good life and you want to be blessed, because listen, my last thing, you can't get blessed past your last act of disobedience. It's God. Think about that. Let me say it again. You can't get blessed past your last act of disobedience. You can't disobey God in this one area of your life and then go on and say, okay, God bless me over here. He's like, how about that? Finish that first. We're, we're, we're jumping across something that we don't like because we don't understand it or it hurts or, or it brings pain to us. We're jumping across that and wanting God to continue on in our life and bless us in all the other areas of our life. God's like, until you do this, blessings are done. See, see it's really quiet, ain't it? Y'all, 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 thinking, y'all chewing on that one, ain't you? But think about it. Why, why is God going to continue to bless you when you've been disobedient to Him? There ha- you have to fix that. You have to go back and be obedient in those things so God can continue to bless you. Okay? So anyway, would you bow your head and close your eyes? We want, we, want to, we want to pray today for you. We want to pray today for you. Is there anybody here today that would say one thing of obedience that I have not done? Matter of fact, the greatest act of obedience you can ever do is ask Christ in your heart and I'm you know Christ is not in my heart and I haven't asked him in my heart I have disobeyed God by I have disobeyed the Holy Spirit every time he convicted me to receive Christ is there anybody here who would raise their hand and say I want to receive Christ I want to be a Christian I want Christ to come into my heart I want Christ to save me I want to be obedient in that does anybody want to receive Christ today raise your hand and you say I want to receive Christ I want to be obedient and I want Christ to come in my heart anybody here at all okay how many people would, would would say amen I see your hand I see your hand anybody else before I go on anybody else want to receive Christ okay before we go on to our, my next state let's go ahead and pray for the for this individual that's got their hand raised to receive Christ if you'll, just, if you'll just pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me. Purify me. 
Forgive me for my disobedience. Forgive me for my sin. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Make me clean. Make me whole. I believe you died on the cross for me and raised from the dead. I renounce sin in my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, with your heads up, look at me. Who, who in here would say, Pastor Doug, I just pray that God would help me be more obedient to him. My hands up. Amen. I want God. Let's, let's just, let me just pray a prayer over you right now. God, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you help everyone in this room be more obedient. These are your children, Lord. Our desire from the bottom of our heart is to be obedient. But circumstances, people, fear, all kind of things creep in, God, and sometimes override our, our desire for you. And it shouldn't, God, because there's nothing greater than you. Help us to no longer allow these things of this world to override our desire for you. Let our desire to you arise so much, God, that we have no issue obeying what you say, no matter how hard it is, because we know it's going to be okay. We know, God, you're going to work it out. You have never not worked it out, Lord. You have always came through. You have always come in on time. No matter how many times you help us, no matter how many times you come through, no matter how many times you show us that you can't fail, we still doubt you sometimes and won't obey God. Forgive us for our sins. And help us to obey you, Lord. To read our word. To pray. To share the gospel. To make disciples. To reach our community. To love one another. To forgive others. And to please you, Lord. Help us to be obedient in everything we do. And we love you and thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen.